Well, I want to introduce myself and uh, my brothers here with, with me in just a moment and welcome you folks across the country, wherever you're watching from in various time zones. Uh, currently where we are right now, it's 6.30 Eastern time and 3.30 in the afternoon on the sunny West Coast. Yep. Our, our brother Pat is and Rob and I are in Ontario land and wherever you are, welcome tonight. Uh, my name is Jody Cross and Pat Sabell and Rob Rockman are here and Wyatt is hiding in the, uh, in the wings as well. So four of us are, are together with you, uh, brothers and sisters who are watching tonight. And thanks for joining us for this uh, first podcast on TGC Canada as it pertains to what it means to worship, lead, and to care for our souls and to care for our congregations and to lead our teams in the midst of a very, very new and crazy season that we find ourselves in. But, but we're excited because uh, not only is it different, but it's full of opportunity. And uh, we firmly believe that God is in control of everything that's going on. And so we say, Lord, you have plans and purposes, and we want to be about our Father's business even now, even in this season uh, for uh, the duration, no matter if it's days, weeks, months, years, how much is ahead of us, we don't know, but Amen. the Lord does. So thanks for jumping on this uh, with us. Uh, you're going to have an opportunity to uh, add some comments as well. And I'm going to turn it over to Wyatt, and he's just going to share with us uh, just a vision for this gathering and uh, what we hope to, uh, to accomplish. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Uh, so long story short, TGC Canada has uh, meant, has cared to serve Canadians, renew the church by the gospel. And one area that we really want to contribute uh, to the church is to help them think through gospel-centered worship. So we've started something through uh, with our council member, Pat Sabell, who's on the call right now, a, a weekly Instagram live uh, worship, gospel-centered worship event we have a live video on YouTube that kind of walks through a gospel-centered liturgy. And we want to do kind of infrequent live conversations like this to encourage worship leaders and uh, also worship teams across Canada to kind of pursue uh, gospel-centered worship, deep theological thinking. And so I'm happy to have you three on here to kind of host a conversation on these matters and to help us think through what it means to worship and to lead in worship despite being in a pandemic where we're not gathering together on a Sunday and having a regular Sunday worship. So happy to have you guys do that. Yeah. Glad to be here. Well, thanks wide for hosting this and uh, just for the initiative to, to help encourage brothers and sisters across the country as we lead together. Uh, Pat, let's, uh, let's start with you and uh, I'll turn it over to Rob in a second, then I'll, I'll finish, but let's just introduce ourselves. Let's uh, tell folks, uh, who we are, a little bit about ourselves, our families, the ministry context that we find ourselves in. Okay. And um, yeah, we'll just let uh, people get to know us a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm uh, 54. I've been married for 34 years. Got married when I was 20. Um, married to my best friend. Um, have eight children. We have a 33-year-old son, a 32-year-old son. Uh, uh, 29-year-old daughter, um, and then we, uh, three biological, and then we adopted two special needs. He's 18 and a 15-year-old, and then we have a nine and a seven and a two-year-old, and we foster them. We've fostered them since they were babies. Um, I am have pastored for 31 years, uh, and I am presently at Crossridge Church. It's my home church, but I um, full-time coaching and training uh, worship leaders, worship teams. Um, and so that's kind of what 
keeps me busy, keeps my day uh, full every, every week. <laughs> I hope you're healthy, brother, because I'm sure with that spread of kids in your family, you're on the ground playing blocks and playing football oh. in the middle. And uh, I can't just imagine what your day is like with your kids and your grandkids. So may the yeah. Lord keep you strong and keep oh, your joints thank you. healthy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so good. So uh, tell us, maybe you said this and I missed it, but whereabouts are you located again? I'm in Langley, uh, British Columbia. All right. So shout out to everybody in the West Coast. Yes. Yeah, yes. right on. That's great. Okay. Well, thank you, brother. And Rob, uh, tell us about yourself. You and I have met briefly about a year and a half ago or a couple of years ago and uh, enjoyed meeting you. Thanks for jumping onto this call and just sharing your heart. Tell us about yourself. It looks like either Rob is frozen or he's just put a little picture of himself up there. <laughs> I think he's frozen. <laughs> That's well, a great picture though. We could, we could make something up about him. <laughs> well, my name is Rob and I like plaid and I've got cool headphones and uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we'll wait for Rob to get readjusted, reconnected and uh, I'll jump in and, and uh, Rob will join us again. All right, so my name's Jody Cross. I uh, live in Barrie, Ontario. So I'm kind of in the cent center of Canada. And a lot like my brother, Pat, I've been in um, vocational ministry for 32 years. I currently am at Cornerstone Baptist Church serving in Aurelia. And I serve with the team there with uh, Pastor Paul Carter and a, a great staff up there. Um, my wife, is, her name is Alexandra. We've been married 32 years. So uh, just uh, chasing the Sabells a little bit in terms of years married and we have uh, four kids of our own their ages are 20 i better get this right because there's three birthdays happening in the next little while so almost 27 year old uh 25 almost 24 and almost 21 year old so two boys two girls lots of music in our family my wife's a piano teacher and so our kids learn how to sing and play uh, drums and guitars and piano growing up in our house and it's been a blessing just to see them uh, flourish in their creativity so at the church that I'm part of, I've been at Tech Cornerstone now for uh, about 10 years. And we have two locations, two, two churches. One is uh, Redeemer City Church. It's our, our church plant and, and our main church is uh, Cornerstone Baptist. We just changed our name in the last few months, but uh, our church has been around for about 145 years. So our building isn't quite that old, but we've been in the community for a long time and we're trying to figure out how it is that we can love our community and, and show Jesus and share Jesus in the midst of COVID. And as we get into our discussion in a few minutes, we're going to just talk, the three of us, uh, or if, if we don't find Rob, it'll be you. <laughs> uh, occasional comments from what, just how uh, we as leaders can care for our souls and uh, what we can be doing to take advantage of this time. And also how we can serve and equip uh, folks just by sharing some ideas and and uh, generating some discussion about what things are, are really key as we uh, go through this time. Rob, you're not frozen. You look like you're moving. <laughs> Sorry, back, my, com Rob. my computer just literally blacked and shut off. So anyway. well, we made yeah, up good to be back of, with you. Yeah, we made up lots of great stuff about you. About, like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Crossing, crossing I'm sure it's all true. <laughs> the tightrope and yeah. you know, the 18 albums that you've recorded. It's all good, man. But, yeah, oh, that's great, guys. <laughs> why don't you tell us the, the real story about yourself? Sure, yeah. So um, me and my wife, Sienna, we live here in uh, Georgetown, Ontario. I'm the worship pastor here at Living Hope Alliance Church. And I've been here for nine years, going on 10 years. Um, came from Montreal. That's where I was living before that at a church out there. 
And so, yeah, worship pastoring is kind of my main priority um, here in Georgetown, along with some preaching. And, you know, there's all kinds of other things that happens with that role. But, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my story. Been here for the last 10 years and um, loving, loving the church and loving serving in worship. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks, brothers, for your faithfulness over the years. And, you know, it's, just, it's great to see God's grace in our lives that as uh, the years go on, we just know that we are who we are because of the grace of God, right? That's what the scripture says, by the grace of God, I am uh, what I am. And his grace towards me has not been in vain. So uh, just be encouraged if you're, if you're joining us today that God's grace is with you right now, whether you are six months into your role or whether you're 16 years or whether you're, you know, you're plus 30 years, kind of a veteran in, in worship ministry. We're sure glad that you're here and we hope that our time mm -hmm. together can encourage you. Well, we have a couple of questions that we've prepared to, to banter on and discuss, and we hope that it'll be helpful for you. The first thing that we wanted to talk about, I'm going to throw it to my brothers, is how we as worship leaders can use this time of preparation and waiting in a God-honoring way. And I think we have in front of us an opportunity that the Lord has given us a gift. And we you know, do well to pay attention to our souls. And brothers, I'm going to ask you that question and then... Uh, just hear your thoughts and how we as worship leaders can use this time of preparation just, just for our own, our own walk, our own relationship with the Lord and, and maybe what God would be doing in us. Yeah. I think Rob should go first because he was frozen for the long. <laughs> just in case he freezes again. Just we want to grab him before he freezes. Uh, this is I'm, the, I'm the young punk here, so I don't feel like I should be going first. <laughs> but uh, but. So the, something that I've been thinking about recently in this whole, in this whole time is, um, is this idea of lament. Um, and, and when this first happened, we, you know, we didn't have a CCLI license to live stream stuff. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, hymns and originals, that's what we had to work with. And I sent out a note to my team saying, hey, guys, this would be a great chance for us to start writing some songs and letting the Lord kind of um, work through us in this time to maybe bring about some songs and the idea of lament um, was struck us as kind of an important theme. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we uh, the church is in a season of lament and we actually did a podcast recently at our church just on this idea of lament and how there's ironically not a lot of lament worship songs out there. I mean, mm -hmm. I can think of a handful uh, maybe of modern lament songs that we could even use in this time. And so, one thing for me was writing, trying to try my hand at writing some lament songs. I'm great at writing psalms from the psalms that are upbeat, praise the Lord, you know, when I look at the heavens, that kind of stuff. But lamenting is, is a lot harder. And wow. so, uh, in fact, this Sunday, we are teaching at our church a song that was written by our senior pastor's wife. Um, it's a lament psalm. And hmm. uh, we're actually, it was a great song, singable, congregational, solid. Hmm. And so we're going to try our hand in it. And that's kind of the fruit of one of the things that, yeah. that we've been working through. And, uh, you know, uh, just in terms of lament songs, I don't know if you guys know any, uh, I, I think, think of Lord from Sorrows Deep by Call. That's a, a great lament psalm by uh, Bat, Matt Papa and Matt Boswell. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you guys have any other suggestions, but that was, that was one thing for me that was, that was big was just this idea of lament. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think of uh, the Psalm, Psalm 13, just the phrase, how long, how yeah. long, oh Lord. That's it. And I think everybody's asking that question. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting at the two week mark. It's intriguing at the four week mark. 
but it gets old pretty fast. You yeah. know, we're now at the 11 week yeah. and yeah. counting. And so definitely jumping into those Psalms that say, Lord, how long mm-hmm. rescue us. And uh, we, I, I think that's a great point, brother, just that uh, I know I've talked to people who were about to go on a holiday and that was cut short. I know a fella who's in Alberta who was on a six month writing thing in France. He was researching a book. He was think there, he was there for six days and got called back. Yeah. Mm. You know, so a lot of people are grieving many things, yeah. employment or health or community. We'll get into that, but um, there's a lot of lament going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a great song by Joel Sabell, which is my son that wrote, uh, it's with Sovereign Grace Music called We Look to You. And that's a great lament as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the guy who's uh, serving with us, Levi Denbach, our pastor of Redeemer, uh, wrote a song, How Long? from Psalm 13 and that's on a, a CD that we did recently. So I can send you that offline and yeah, and that's, fire that's that great. Um, that's great to give voice to people's emotions. It's amazing how many Psalms of lament there are. It's, it's a uh, more than people think there's a lot of grieving and just the, the longing and the yearning for things to be fixed and uh, for yeah. God to make things right. That but, are not and, right. and that's the important thing that we go to God to fix things. Like we, we, we mourn, we lament, but then we say, Lord, you will yeah. you come and mm. redeem you? Will you come and right these wrongs? Right. And uh, asking him, our sovereign king, to to right wrongs, I think mm. is uh, maybe not something we sing about enough. Mm. Yeah, and the end of Psalm 13 says, "I've trusted in your mercy." It's that the turning of the corner, right? Just this honest heart pouring out, but just saying, you know, at the end of the day, Lord, whatever you're doing, even though none of us can see what God is doing specifically, we don't understand it all, but we trust yeah. in your unfailing love. Yeah, yeah, it's brother. Good, Pat. How about you? What would you say in terms of uh, some thoughts on using this time well, uh, personally and spiritually? Yeah, I, I think you know the temptation is to uh, there can be for worship leaders to feel like it's a bit of a holding pattern. We're just kind of tucked into a rest area until mm-hmm. things lift again and we can get doing church. Um, um, you know, just waiting till the pandemic is over. Uh, rather than than to really embrace this and see this season as ordained by God, uh, you know, one I think just your your own personal walk with God. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a full time worship guy as I've been for many many years. This is the first year that I'm not, <clears throat> and so I realize that even in a pandemic, you guys, especially uh, guys that are still being paid by the church and or, or even lay guys, uh, there's still a, a sense of responsibility. These are the things that have to, have to happen every week. Um, but but I think there's there's more time than than normal at present to just be alone with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know I, I think of my own personal times of just. Uh, like you, you'd mentioned Jody, just, uh, you know, loving the Psalms and it's been a, I like to get up really early in the morning cause I'm old and, you know, I redo my, my Bible reading plan and then I just go in the Psalms and I just soak those Psalms in and let the, 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 you know, they're, they're just raw, they're real. <laughs> and, and the God who, uh, of whom the Psalmist proclaims is, is real and he's active in the midst of the raw and the real. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I I think 
you know, this is a season of intentionality in every day, in everything, in every day. And uh, if we see it as a holding pattern and not uh, being as intentional as we can be, uh, mm-hmm. then I think we're missing something that God has given to us. It's a good gift. Uh, you know, I was thinking, give thanks. And, and as a worship leader right now, are you modeling that to your, your teams and your church that this is a good gift from God? Uh, mm-hmm. so, or are you giving thanks or you, uh, you know, are you being more intentional and then sharing uh, in any ways possible to your teams, to the church of how God is using this in your life personally. I find both uh, demonstration and proclamation. Uh, it's the combination that, that, you know, for years and years and years of loving Jesus, loving the gospel and proclaiming Jesus. It's, it's, it's not one or the other, it's both. And so mm-hmm. how, how do we love Jesus well mm-hmm. and, and love our families well in this season? Uh, yeah. and, and then share of what God is doing. Give thanks for what God is doing and let, let our people go, wow, that's, <laughs> that's really good. I want to be that, that yeah. guy. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Uh, and even Psalm 100 at the beginning says, um, you know, serve the Lord with gladness, come into his presence with singing, Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor and enter the gates with thanksgiving. So the psalmist says the reason that you come in, you praise God and you worship him and you boast of him is because of who he is, what he's done, because of the gospel as we understand. And so, yeah, it comes, it means like as worship leaders, worship is response to what God has done. And so we should be living that out in our day-to-day lives are we living our lives in response to the goodness of god and and yeah like you're saying pat just constantly saying hey look look what god's doing in my life what's god doing in your life and pointing people to that and and the cool thing in this scenario is i've had like i've gotten to be on the phone a lot with our people and every single conversation is an opportunity for me to point them to hey what's god doing in your life and sharing Mm -hmm. what god is doing in my life that's very psalmic as you're saying pat that's very psalmic yeah. Yeah. Jody, what about you? Yeah, for me, uh, I just think of the scripture at Psalm 23, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And, you know, in spite of what we would, would like to be doing as, as spring hits, we'd be ramping things up and other things would be ramping down. We're all forced in, a, in some ways just to, to settle down. And yeah. God is saying, um, I think, you know, be still, be quiet, rest. Not that we're disengaging from active ministry with pastoring folks, but just there's a, an opportunity. I think, Pat, you were saying that too, just the season of our soul. And uh, there's a phrase I think we've heard, put on your own oxygen mask first. And one of the things that's true about being in ministry is that we can be so busy doing that our soul and neglect happens that uh, the being part of us is eclipsed by the doing. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lord's giving us a season just to say, you know, pull up to the well again, rest yeah. and let your soul be triaged let me do some work within you. And I'm, I'm really grateful because God uh, mercifully and kindly strips away things from us that right. become uh, entanglements, uh, you know, false attachments, substitutes, all of the things that, that we pick up along the way. Particularly, I'm thinking just in terms of the whole area of our, our understanding and our practice of worship. Mm-hmm. This is a stripping away. 
many things that we used to do on a week to week basis have been stripped away. Hmm. And we've been forced to contemplate simplicity. We talked about that a little bit earlier in our conversation before we, we went on live, but just there's a, a return to simplicity. And I think God has given us this huge gift to say, and, and to coin Matt Redmond's song from uh, 19, I think 98 it is, to, to ask again, Lord, what does it mean for us to come back to the heart of worship? Right. When all of these other things get stripped away, when the offering individually, personally of me needs to be returned back to just um, a more simple and a more authentic and a more God honoring way personally in my worship, but also then that would reflect in the corporate gathering of, of how we lead that. Mm. And as the hearts of our people come together, as we are thinking about this together, say, Lord, uh, we want, we want really to worship you in spirit and truth. And uh, Lord, again, forgive us for what it's become. Forgive us for substitutes, forgive us for idols and Lord, just use this opportunity in me and in us mm -hmm. in your church to make worship what it should be for you and uh, honoring the name of Jesus. So you guys want to jump in on any of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, just think, you know, I was listening to the T4G chat uh, today from David Platt, um, first Peter five shepherd the flock, eight mm -hmm. questions that every pastor should ask themselves. And, and one of the first questions is, do we love Jesus more than we love ministry? Um, and if there was ever a time that God in his grace and his goodness has given us a time for us to, like you said, uh, Jody, we, we, we can get our heads down and we can be doing ministry and uh, we can be striving, doing it in our own strength. Mm -hmm. um, but uh that's it's a great place just to a season to evaluate and just say, God, like, um, are you, are you the one I love? And does ministry flow from being with you or is it about ministry? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's, it's real key. I know there was a season in my life two years ago where I kind of crashed and burned and uh, ended up going on a sabbatical. And um, so I was, uh, I think for, three months I attended a different church uh, every most different Sundays and uh, Sundays became one of the the toughest days uh, for me I struggled deeply um, going to church and I had a great biblical counselor that I was meeting every two weeks and started telling him that I was grumpy and agitated, miserable on Sundays. And I'd come home from church with my kids and, and, he, and he called me a ministry junkie. And he said, you've been doing ministry so long that, um, that you don't know how to, you've, you've like lost something of just loving the Lord and letting ministry flow out of that. And I just remember just repenting and realizing that that was, you know, when Jesus says, and this is for us in this pandemic, Matthew 11, wherever it is, come to me, 28, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest and take my yoke upon you. Learn of me from humble, gentle, you'll find rest for your soul. This sense of being yoked with Jesus is work, but it's restful work. And so how does he want to teach us restful work so that we, we learn to to, to love him more than we love ministry, but do that ministry yoked with him. So mm. I think further, 
further along we go, uh, maybe the more years we have or the more tools in our tool belt or the more resources, it's easier, it's easy to not rely on the Lord. And, you know, Jesus tells us in John 15 that abiding is, is the, the walk of faith. It's the walk of being with Jesus. It's this deep connection with him and living out of that and living for his glory and not anything else and bearing fruit. And, you know, it is, it is easy to have strived as you're saying. And I think Bob Coughlin talks about that in worship matters. I think it's in probably one of the opening chapters, he confesses his own crash for, you know, the various reasons of his life that, that he struggled with. And, and um, I think the Lord is so good, you know, before, before people crash and get to that spot. And it's hard when you're in a three month time of difficulty uh, just to, you know, the Lord says, let me help you before you get to that, that spot. Rob, you're going to jump in as well. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this exact, this exact thing. And like, I think I would encourage people to posture themselves under God's sovereignty and go, wait a second, Lord, if you're doing something, what are you doing? And first Peter tells us when we're grieved by trials, typically it's the testing of our faith. It's the growing of us in maturity. And so to ask ourselves, like you guys are saying, like, Lord, what are you teaching me about myself? And to not presume that I don't have anything to learn mm. and to presume like, Hey, maybe my heart's been off. And like you're saying, Jody, like maybe I got to strip some stuff away because I got some heart issues, some, some pride, some ego issues going on or, whether it's, hey, I think I can do all this stuff myself. Um, I, think, I think we need to listen and have yeah. that posturing heart and, and recognizing, okay, God, what do you want to teach us in mm. this time? And yeah. I think for me, one of the things that God has been teaching me in this that I think is a good lesson for worship leaders as they kind of take this rest is uh, community over quality. Mm. Like, why do we miss church so much? Like, why? Is it because we miss great music? Is it because we miss an epic band and great backing tracks and stuff? No, we miss singing and praising God with the congregation. That's, that's what's missing. And, and the things that happen, the, the millions of miracles that happen in that time. And the Lord was saying to me, you know, dude, it can be pretty easy for you to get caught up in all the wrong things and to forget what's the beauty of the church. What's the beauty of the assembly? And it's gathering together to open God's word together, the praising together, to take the sacraments together, 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 together. That's, mm -hmm. that's the thing. And so community over quality, I think every day should be, and of course we have a value for excellence, you know, scriptures speak clearly about that, but that's one, one rebuke that the Lord gave me. And I think maybe he's given a lot of us. And so we got to have that opening ear to listen. Yeah, I, I uh, tell my team and I tell myself that your most important instrument on your worship team is your heart. And uh, Proverbs 4.23 just talks about guarding your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. And the Lord clearly sees our hearts and he sees the heart of our church. He sees the heart of our teams. He sees our own individual hearts as leaders. Mm. And, you know, we could maybe think of the fact that God's put us in the shop. Uh, there's um, some work to be done, you know, in Ontario anyway. Yeah. Uh, Pat, you're blessed out there. I don't think you probably have, you know, never see snow, first of all, but uh, you probably don't see salt. Ontario puts it on like, uh, like crazy. And then in the spring, everybody's brakes are rusted. And yeah. so, you know, we have to get our brakes redone. And, and I think that it's good that the Lord puts us in the shop to do exactly what you're saying, Rob. And I love what you said, Rob, just in terms of, you know, praying that prayer, God expose in me things that shouldn't be there. Lord, speak to me about what I've picked up that I need to cast off or what I need to, 
to start doing that I have neglected doing, whether it's a mm-hmm. habit, a spiritual discipline, uh, whether it's a practice that shouldn't be there that I need to get rid of, whether it's an attitude that I've picked up. Uh, this is a chance for us to say, Lord, you know, just like the hymn, tune my heart to sing your praise. Come now mm-hmm. found. Lord, just be the, be the refresher, be the springtime in my soul. God, be the one who does something new in me. Uh, not only to make me, you know, a better me, like go get him tiger. No, just to, uh, to make me who I should be with a tender heart before the Lord, humble and ready to bear more fruit. And I think that's, that's what um, God's doing. That's one thing I can think of. And I read this quote by Keith Green, who some of you will know if you're uh, of age of Pat and myself, Rob, you might not even have been born. I know, I know Keith Green, okay? I know Keith Green. <laughs> so it was 1982, by the way, June, uh, July 28th. But I'd read this quote by Keith Green, and uh, I, I thought it was helpful for our discussion. He said, to finish, let me say, the only music minister to whom the Lord will say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, is the one whose life proves what their lyrics are saying, mm-hmm. and to whom music is the least important part of their life, mm-hmm. glorifying the only one worthy, has to be a minister's most, most important goal. And, and he says a couple of things there. He says, you know, we have to live the words. And he said, as I think, Pat, you said earlier, that, you know, we don't love music and we don't love making music above the people that we're serving. And we definitely don't love that uh, above Jesus, who is right. the reason for what we're doing. And at the end of it, it's, it's to bring glory to God. And so that's, this is a great encouragement, you know, and how the Lord must be pleased when people are, are saying, God, make us who we should be, purify us, Lord, call us to repentance. Uh, Rob, you've been saying that, you know, lamenting our own sinfulness and our, and our own brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yep. It's a season to just to evaluate, ask good questions about why we do what we do and how could we do it in a way that's more honoring to God, I think as well. Uh, let me flesh this out practically. I want to ask as we stay on this first point, just for a little bit. And just to let everybody know that, that we had a, a bunch of things that we had bullet pointed, just that you know, we thought we could talk about this stuff. And, and uh, we wanted to, we want to stay with discussions as long as they're helpful for, for you. And maybe in the, in the comments as well, that, that wide is, um, is fielding. You may just even want to write some questions that you're having about your role in the church, your own walk with the Lord, things you're struggling with, just send them in. And that'll mm-hmm. just help us to know where, where people are at and maybe some things that we can talk about in, in future times together. But if, if there's someone who says, you know what, uh, I've neglected just my own heart, uh, what are some practical things, whether it's a mentor or um, maybe parts of the scriptures? Guys, what would you say in terms of if there's someone tonight who says, yeah, I need, I need God to, to tune my heart and to, to do some work in, in the garage to change me. What are some practical things you would say to, to someone listening tonight? Oh, man, I, I think, you know, I, I want to start just by, you know, opening my Bible, getting on my knees and just recognizing the, 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 the prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just confessing that before the Lord. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I think I was talking to my wife a few days ago. It's been a while since I've done a, a longer fast. Um, and uh, John Piper in his book, Hunger for God, talks about that when we fast, we say, Jesus, I need you more than I need physical food. Um, 
And so I think there's, there's that heart that just, that just says, I, I'm kind of tired of, of just this. We, I'm weary. I'm weary. And I long for you. I, I need more of you. And so there's this, there's this intentional pressing in and just saying, Hey, I'm going to go to the word of God. I'm going to ask the spirit to, to revive my soul and make Jesus more glorious to me. Um, then I think, you know, to have some good brothers in your life to just say, to ask, uh, get them to, yeah, you to ask them some questions, questions like, Hey, uh, you know, maybe it's been a while, but how, how do you think I'm doing? Um, what are some ways that I could grow, uh, that I could change, um, you know, pretty regularly as a, as a staff, a pastor on staff with our church for years, we, <clears throat> about every six months, we would pull, pull two or three brothers in and just say, Hey, uh, it's been six months. You guys see better than I see often. Yeah, um, I'd love some thoughts or observations about how I could be a better worship pastor, how I, uh, you know, what you observe in my life, any concerns that you see in my marriage or my parenting or, those kind of things. And, um, you know, one man, a very wise man once said to me, if, if one person is saying something about you, you can take it and put it on the shelf and pray about it. But if two or three or four people are saying the same thing, it's probably accurate. Um, so I think genuinely longing for people to speak into your life. And so you, you press into the Lord, you're, you're finding that your soul is being nourished and fed and strengthened and, and uh, you're 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 delighting in him more, but then then to go go to that place and and ask brothers, um, how how what do you see in me? How could I be more effective in my walk with Jesus and my ministry? Um, and then then be prepared to to hear. Um, mm-hmm. And I think true friends in your life will do that. I, I have those true friends, and and I am the guy I am today because of their mm-hmm. their care for my soul. Um, so I think that's a couple things. Yeah, no, that's good. Go before the Lord in humility and go before, uh, brothers in humility. And, uh, the Bible says that, you know, God will lift us up. Rob, how about yourself? What what would you say? Yeah. I mean, like my daily routine is scripture drenched. I wake up. First thing I do is I'm in the word. Um, sometimes I'll take a walk and just listen to an expositional sermon. I'll then I'll come home and I'll sit in that text and just eat it up. You know, Psalm one living by streams of living water. Uh, that's the person who, you know, absorbs the will mm-hmm. of God and meditates on it day and night. So if you're not doing that, I mean, there's a big issue and Pat's already hit on that. Um, what I would ask is what am I chasing? If I'm not chasing the Lord, if I'm not thirsting for the Lord, then what am I thirsting for? Uh, and often in worship ministry, it can be some ugly things, you know, some pride ego things. It can be, um, you know, ungodly goals, whatever, and really kind of having to crucify those and, and say, Lord, I like, I don't deserve anything. And, and, and often, you know, sometimes flesh can take over. So, so asking those hard questions of yourselves and even just asking Lord to reveal those things, that's a Holy Spirit yeah. thing that he's going to do. And then, you know, Paul Balash talks about this in his, oh man, those DVDs that he does where he talks about ministry to the Lord, where you just grab your guitar and you 
sing to the Lord and you, you're not doing it as a performance because mm. you're not doing it for anybody. It's just you and him in your office or you go to your sanctuary that's empty because there's nobody else in your church and whatever. Mm. And you just minister to him and you let yeah. what comes out of your heart come out, you know, kind of hitting on this idea of lamenting and yeah, just allowing so those, allowing those things to come out. And, and that can happen in songwriting. Um, and those are wonderful times, especially when you're distant. Um, but, but I feel like the scriptures, the law of God, meditating on the law of God, I mean, that's the fuel for our yeah. lives. And so if that's not there and Pat hit it, number one, you said, man, I got to go to my yeah. Bible. It's like, well, that's it. You know, that's, that's where it all flows from. You know, that's great. Uh, I just read recently Psalm 19, and it says that um, the word of the Lord um, revives the heart. I'm just going to define it here. Uh, verse 7, 19, 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, you know, refreshing that uh, just that God is, is exactly like you said, God's doing the work in our hearts by his word as it refreshes. And I think of, as you guys were talking, I think of the Mary Martha thing that, again, just getting back to the some of us have a predisposition to sitting at the feet of Jesus. Others of us would prefer to run around and serve Jesus and yep. do his work. But he said, you know, they're both good, but one thing is needful. And it's easy to make good things, uh, ultimate things, right. or, you know, to, to uh, misplace the important thing with something less. Mm. And, uh, you know, sometimes as they say, the, the good is the enemy of the best or the better. Yeah. And, and so it, maybe it's just a time of reprioritizing our, our lives. And mm -hmm. you guys have just given some, some great practical suggestions. Um, you know, I think um, I heard someone say, just going for some walks and having just a time of listening to the Lord, you know, reading his word and just listening and saying, God, search me, you know, try me, know my heart, Psalm 139, and just letting the Lord do just a new, a new and great work in us and making us tender again. And, um, so that's great. Some really, really practical things. Wyatt, I want to just um, turn it over to you for a second. And uh, welcome back from the world of uh, hey. the sidelines. Um, <laughs> we uh, we want to end our time in, in just a little bit in prayer. We want to pray for the folks that are watching. Uh, you've been listening to our conversation. Maybe you've been feeling some stuff that's come in on, on some of the comments. But um, what would you add to our, our conversation so far? Well, I think some of the things that we said in the you know, before that I think it's so useful to kind of free up worship leaders to know that they're allowed to sharpen their sword. They're allowed to meditate on the word to, uh, to cultivate a kind of a godliness in their soul to prepare themselves to lead people in worship for when they return. It's not wasted time to meditate on the word of God. It's not wasted time to be in awe of the Lord, because if you don't prepare your heart, when you return in person, how are you going to bring people to the living God? you won't really be able to. You'd be so worried about production and being productive and getting things done that you'll be as hectic as anyone else. This is a unique opportunity, I think, the Lord has given us not to squander, but to use it to look at him and to be at awe at his glory. So I don't know if that's really adding too much, but that's, uh, that's one of the things that I think can be very useful. And um, as someone who's wired to be productive and to feel like a failure when they're not productive, I think it can be a really freeing thing to realize that you're called as worship leaders, first of all, to worship the Lord and then to lead people in the worship that you have for the Lord. Um, you, you know, I think these discussions are so useful, so helpful for so many people. And I'm just thankful for you three. So I, I'm going to let you as the sort of uh, experienced guys say all the words, but I'd love to just uh, maybe uh, 
hear you in prayer, maybe join you at the end here and then to, to close us down. And if anyone in the comments wants to say anything, we'll be there, or at least I will be there afterwards to interact with you. We're going to plan to do these maybe twice a month. So if you have questions now, ask them. And if we don't get to them now, we can get to them in a couple of weeks or even sooner, depending on the type of question it is. So please interact with us. Um, before you go into prayer, maybe I'll just say it now because I'm already talking to make the transition simpler. Check out our website. We have Pat is on there. He's done this wonderful worship video that helps you think through a theologically centered worship service. Check out our Instagram page every uh, Thursday morning at 9 a.m. PST, right? Oh, 9 a.m. West Coast, yeah. 9 a.m. West Coast time, Pacific time. Uh, <laughs> that'll be on there, kind of leading you and thinking about worship, uh, gospel-centered worship. So jump on there, listen in. We'll put that on YouTube as well. And we just want to do everything we can to help to encourage you as a worship leader or on a worship team or someone who's just invested in worship ministry. And we'd love to hear how we can help further. So please let us know where the, where the holes are, the things that you want to know and how we can help you. So I'll hand it back over to you guys if you want to maybe lead us in prayer and I can close in prayer, I suppose, to make it simple. Well, let's pray together. Uh, Father, we worship you and we give you all the praise for mm. you are the theme of our praise and the reason, Lord, for our existence. Lord, is to glorify you and enjoy you forever. Lord, thank you. Along with the psalmist, we say, whom have I in heaven but you? There's none on earth that I desire. Lord, my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And Lord, we praise you for your kindness and your, your gentle mercy to us and for us, Lord, in taking some things away and giving us this timeout season and giving us this triage time and giving us this time to sharpen our swords and to have your spirit do a deep work in us. So Lord, I pray for myself and my brothers and my sisters watching, God, that you would, you would do that work in us and that you would, Lord, change us in this time. We pray, Lord, search me and know my heart. Try me and see if there is any unrighteousness, any wickedness in, in me. And uh, lead us, Lord, in the way everlasting. Father, I thank you for the, the gentle and the very uh, precise work of your Holy Spirit working in us. Thank you for the power of your word, as Rob has, has so uh, clearly said, Lord, that it, it is that sharp sword uh, that cuts down and it shows us what we need to see and Lord removes things, but also Lord builds us up and strengthens us. And so Lord, I want to, I want to pray for everyone watching and ask that Lord, you would do a great work in their lives and that father, that you would help us reestablish the spiritual disciplines that we need to, to be sustained both in ministry, but more importantly, in a, a close and intimate walk with you father to sit under your word, to dwell in your presence and to have those kind of hearts that your word says in, in Isaiah, just this humble and contrite heart that, that understands you and it trembles before you and your word. And that Lord, we would grow in our likeness to Jesus Christ as we're changed from glory to glory. So father, I thank you for the season. It is exciting. It's difficult, but Lord, we are filled with anticipation. And so Lord change us. And Lord, we pray that you would use us to influence others and that, Father, that you would give us all that heart of worship that you desire, the, the heart of spirit and truth worship that brings honor and glory to Jesus Christ and points others to you, doesn't point to ourselves, doesn't point to method or music, but, Father, just lifts up the glory of your name. We ask this, Jesus, in your name. Lord, I, I just pray for, um, for a real heart that does not grow content 
with this season, but that yearns again in a way. Uh, it, we grow content, Lord, with, your, with, with this time where we get to be with you. But Lord, we would yearn, mm-hmm. uh, like the psalmist does, yearn to be back together. Um, that we would understand that we were meant to gather together to worship you. And that although there are great technological advances that allow us still to connect, that Lord, that we would not replace that in our hearts with the, just the miracle that is the assembly. And Lord, I pray for the worship leaders who might be inclined to, you know, especially those introverts who might be inclined just to really like all this online stuff and working behind a computer and tech stuff. But that Lord, there would be a sense of holy discontentment and longing uh, for the day that we get to meet again. That, Lord, we would, as, as, um, as Jody has already prayed, that we would be growing, we would be listening to you and hearing your re- rebuke and, and taking advantage of this time. And then, Lord, man, just um, like the psalmist in Psalm 42, um, longing to be back with the congregation, longing to be back with your people singing your praise lord you have made us for that and so i pray you would just give us all that and um and lord we thank you that we can do this and um we thank you for your church it is just an incredible gift the bride of christ that you have died for and so lord we we love her and we desire to be back together with her soon and so lord we just ask that uh we just i'm sure with millions of other christians lord we ask that that would be the case that you would um when we say how long we would have a sense of the end of that lord that there is an end to this and that we have hope that we will meet again lord i I think of john piper's book don't waste your life and think of him saying let not one of us at the end of our life say i've wasted it and i I pray that that during this pandemic, we would not waste uh, this gift that you've given us. Help us to see it as a gift. Help us to embrace it and give thanks to you in everything. Help us to draw near to you and your promises that you will draw near to us. And we pray that you would Help us to hunger and thirst after you and the promises that we would be, we would be filled. And so we ask you, Jesus, to become more glorious in our eyes. It's not that you can become more glorious than you already are, but we need you to be bigger. Mm. As the psalmist prays, be magnified. We need you to become bigger in our eyes and we need Uh, all the stuff in this life and this world to become dim in the light of who you are. And so Mm -hmm. I pray for just a fresh awakening uh, by your spirit upon the hearts of men and women that lead your people in corporate worship. And that um, when you would in your sovereign wisdom and plan, allow us to return to our gatherings that we would with a fresh, Uh, awareness a a greater passion a greater longing um, Mm -hmm. for you and to be with your church to to worship you and to love you and to to exalt you and so we give you thanks for every blessing in jesus Mm -hmm. name Mm -hmm. lord pray for all of us that you would create in us a clean heart that seeks to walk along the path of righteousness to be led into pastors of your goodness, that we may dwell in your house and to gaze 
on your beauty forever. Lord, I pray this for all of us, and I pray that you would strengthen us and give us wisdom and help in the days, weeks, months, and I suppose even years to come. Lord, I pray this in your son's name. Amen. 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 Amen.